Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's, it's amazing how we can come to church and, you know, we can get so distracted by anything. Our phones buzz, our phones send messages, you know, there's just chit-chat, things rolling through your mind, wondering what you're going to cook, wondering what you're going to wear to work tomorrow, you know, all kinds of distractions. But this morning, I'm asking that we just begin to focus, amen? Begin to call on the name of the Lord. Begin to just utter his name and say, Father, what do you have for me today, amen? What is it that you want to, what, what do you want to deposit in me today? And that we receive that deposit, amen? And that we nourish it and that we hold to it, amen? So good morning, good morning to everybody, amen? Want to welcome everybody. If our, our, Do we have any visitors that have come? I know we have Alethea's mother with us. And then Elizabeth, you are not a visitor. <laughs> we have our dear sweet Elizabeth who... Um, was a former member here, worked on staff, worked with pastor out at the seminary. It's just so good to see you this morning. Amen. Amen. Welcome home. Hallelujah. <laughs> we stay in contact via email, and it's just, it's just so good to see your face this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, as we get ready to go into the Word of God, um, I just want to just thank everyone for your prayers. Amen. Praise God. I have been, you know, going through some battles, as we all have. I mean, it's, it's part of life. Um, and I uh, got my doctor's report back this week, and it was a, a positive report. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. This condition, this heart condition that I've contracted is, uh, is a gene. Uh, it's um, hereditary, so I guess somewhere along my bloodline. Uh, this is, you know, has, has popped up, but the doctor said that I have such a mild case that she's not worried about it, uh, that, you know, just, just follow her directions, exercise, do the things that I'm supposed to do. And she says she doesn't think that it's going to manifest into anything, uh, more than what it is in, in its name. So I thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Cause life has been crazy. Life has been tough, but I just, I am going to push through. I am going to, I am determined, amen, to do what God has called me to do, no matter how hard the enemy comes against me. And that's what we want to talk about this morning is just how hard the enemy strives to just knock us off of our feet, to take us off track and, and to get us to, to not fully embrace the power that is within us, the, the spirit of God that rests within us and resides within us. And it's all because of sin. It's all because of the shortcomings um, that we have these issues in our lives, these reoccurring issues, these cycles of iniquity, these, these places that we can't seem to get past. But I believe God is saying this morning through this word that he's going to show us just how to get through those things. You know, we get our breakthroughs, we get our moments of, of, of rejoicing, our moments of where we feel the very presence of God. We're excited about life. We're excited about our service. We're excited about the things God has for us. And then just as time goes on, it tends to just wane off and, and it just, you know, kind of dissipates. But God is saying this morning that he wants us to stay in a continual state of worship. Amen staying connected to him, knowing who he is, realizing that he is with us 24-7. And, so, and so this morning, as, as we get ready to read the word, I just really am asking that you 
put your full attention into to, to this message. Listen to the word, amen. If you need to turn your phone off, don't scroll through, uh, you know, I know, I know people, because I have been guilty of it myself. Text message pops up and I feel the need to read it like I can do anything about it. But just let's give our attention to the Lord this morning, amen. Let's really hear from his heart and really catch what he is saying in this word. So for the past few months, the Lord has had me in one, well, actually two chapters of scripture. Uh, the scripture in Jeremiah about the potter's wheel and this story in Ezekiel about the dry bones. And I have been waking up in the middle of the night reading the first three verses of this passage of scripture for probably about a month, you know, just reading the, reading the, um, reading chapter 36, reading the whole book, studying it and just saying, God, there's, there's something in here. There's something in here that you're trying to show me. And as pastor has taught us, you know, you read and let the, 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 the scripture speak back to you. And I've been reading and allowing the scripture to speak to me and, uh, just saying, God, what, what, what is it in this, 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 uh, this story? And we've all heard, you know, the, the dry bone story. We've all heard about the ankle bone connecting to this and connecting to that. We've seen the antics. We've seen the hoop lines. We've witnessed all of that. We've heard all of that. And it's a very familiar story. It's one of the greatest miracles uh, that uh, is spoken in the word of God. But there is a little piece, a little, a little line in there that just captured my heart and really helped me to open up and see what God is saying and how we can dispose of our dry bones, amen? How we can come together again, how we can be revived again, how we can be restored, amen, back to Christ. This church is called restoration, amen? So we should be walking in restoration. We should be the ones that are out there grabbing those, those friends and families that got dry bone situations in their lives and telling them there is a word from the Lord, amen? So this morning... We're just going to hear what the Lord has to say to us and, and understand what he, what he wants to do to us and how he wants to revive us. Amen. Father God, as we come to you this morning, God, we just ask, I ask for clarity of speech, God. I, I just empty myself out, Lord. Father, so that you can fill me, Lord. Fill me now, Father, and allow this word to come forth from the throne room of heaven, God. Father, we love you this morning, God, and our true heart's desire, Lord, is to be pleasing children of God, children of God that love you, children of God that exemplify your death, your burial, your resurrection, Father God, children of God, Father God, that are restoring our land, restoring our homes, restoring our lives. So this morning, as we look into this word and we see this narrative, God, we ask that you will just pour out all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Eddie, I am not sure. I meant to text you last night and tell you that I had the big ideal. I don't know if he has it. Amen. Oh, it's up there? Okay. Amen. Amen. So this morning we are going to be talking, uh, reading uh, from Ezekiel chapter 37. I had asked you to read chapter 36. Uh, just to give you some background on this, on, on the story, but how many of us have issues? Amen. Everybody, put your hand up. 
put both of them up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we have issues. Amen. We have things that we are going through, things that are constantly coming back around. You know, we come as Christians and we confess our sins and we come to the altar. We rededicate our lives. We do all these things. Amen. And, and, and the cycle just keeps coming around and around and around. And I've, I've just been, in, you know, in a quiet space with God, asking God, you know, Lord, I, and I say this almost every time I speak, I remember the summer of 2020 when I was sitting, on, sitting outside and just telling God, I'm done. I'm done, you know, God. It, it's, it's, I want change, Lord. I want to see the difference. I want to just fully dedicate my life to you, totally surrender to you. And um, I believe and I know that God started that process and that I was doing good. It felt good. It was wonderful. And then some dry places occurred. Amen. Things begin to occur. And I begin to say to myself, I don't like this. I don't, I don't, this is not, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, everything's going to be okay and ministry's going to go forth and, you know, the birds will sing and, you know, the, the flowers will bloom and things started happening. My, my knee surgery, my husband's death, and then this heart condition and then just life just kept layering and layering and layering to the point where I was like, God, what, you know, this is supposed to be restoration. This is supposed to be, you know, my, I surrendered to you, God. What, what is going on? And he whispered to me, it's the process. It's the process. And so as I began to say, you know, God, I don't like the process. I don't want to do all of this. Can we just get to the end of it? I, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt like this. I don't want to cry. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't want to have this. And God says to me, Stay in the process. Stay in the process. So I want to encourage you this morning, whatever you're going through, family-related, church-related, work-related, health-related, stay in the process. Amen? Hallelujah. Because we are quick to abort. Amen? If something's not going right, I'm good. And we are immediately out of there. We immediately try to find resolve through our own means. And that's nothing but that strong man, amen? It's that strong man, that's that, that tug of war between the spirit and between the flesh. And we have got to learn to tame our flesh, amen? You know, when you look back in scripture, you see Adam and Eve who, couldn't, who wanted and desired to be like God and ended up exiled out of Egypt. You look at, at uh, King David, who couldn't control his flesh and, and would find himself in these precarious situations. You look at Paul, amen, a, 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 a man of God, a, a man that had studied and had become just all that, had reached the pinnacle of his career, and how God had to knock him down, blind him, amen, to get his full attention. The process is hard. Amen. The process is nothing. <laughs> it's not a joke, but there is a spirit that resides in us. Amen. That will help us walk through those things, will help us walk through those places. And then there's us, the saints of God, the Ananias that will come and meet us on that road and help us through that blindness, help us through that period and point. That's what we as Christians should be doing, is looking for those who have had that rough experience and say, brother, sister, let me tell you, I've made it over. Let me encourage you. Let me help you. Let me pray for you. But not us. 
We're so caught up in ourselves. We're so caught up in the world that, you know, we'll, we'll, someone will ask us to pray. I'm telling you, 30 seconds into the prayer, your mind is somewhere else or you didn't forgot about it. And God is saying, I need people to, I need representatives that will help me restore this world back to me. And so as we look at, at this, this passage of scripture, you know, what I'm really learning in this passage is that, you know, things really don't change that much. These Israelites were just a hot mess. We all know that. We've had these past few sermons, you know, we're always, when you're reading the passages, they're up, then they're down. They're victory, and then they're defeated. And that's, that's just the same thing that's going on here. So when we're looking at this, this message, when I was reading this message, I was like, you know, this is nothing but a modern-day 2022 scenario. Of, and, and I could just see the reflection of what they kept going through, the things of life and the patterns and cycles that they kept going through. And it really truly was it's because of the fact that they did not surrender to God. And I think the reason our world is where it is right now is because we have not surrendered to God. So like the Israelites, we have wars, we have captivity, we have racism, we have exile, we have crazy weather, all kinds of things. Gas prices out of control. We have assaults in our school against our children. We have everything. If you were to just right now look at your phone and just click on CNN, it'd be just stories, story after stories of tragedies and floods and people losing their lives. This world is turned upside down. And we are the solution. We're the solution that God is calling on to help get things back in order. So this passage of scripture really um, challenged me to help me understand that it's not about, you know, um, coming to church. It's not about doing all of our Christian duties, but it really is about a surrendered life to God and, and, and doing the things that God has called us to do. So if you would just stand real quick. I love the fact that Pastor Sam came in and had us stand as we read the word of the Lord. So I am going to read Ezekiel chapter 37 in its entirety, but we're only going to talk about three, past, three verses. Amen? And it reads, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he, brought, and he brought me to the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold... There were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and you and will cause the flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews and, on them, and flesh had come up on them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, 
prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to them, breathe. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel, or the whole generation. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. May the Lord have add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. What an exciting, you may be seated, what an exciting passage of scripture. Amen. God is saying that he wants to restore us. He wants to, to, to move us, to take us, get us up out of our graves. He wants to restore us and make us whole this morning. And so I just, I just want you to just listen to what God is saying here. In chapter 7, in chapter 37, God is, is, uh, viv vividly demonstrates the promises of chapter 36. If you read chapter 36, you hear where God is addressing the situation that, is, that Israel is facing. Famine, darkness, exile, people being taken away from their homes, people losing their jobs, pandemics, coronavirus, now we got monkeypox, things just going crazy in the land situations that we are facing today the Israelites had, had faced and God is, is talking to them and, and declaring that he, he is promising them that he is going to restore them. Amen? That he is going to, to bring back to fruition all that they had lost. And so as we get into chapter 37, we see this, this vision of dry bones. Uh, he gives Ezekiel, Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, this vision of dry bones. Um, and he's saying that I am going to restore your nation. How many of us this morning need some restoration? Amen? Just need a breath from God. Just need to be restored and put back into our proper positions. Well, this morning, the big ideal is that God is faithful and will restore us back to himself even when the situation seems impossible. Amen? Restoration is in your surrender. Hallelujah. So let me just give you a little big back, a background on this patch. So when King Nebuchadnezzar uh, Babylon it, uh, captured Jerusalem back in 590 C. And in that capturing, Ezekiel got caught up, amen. And he was, these people, this whole people that they had captured were moved to a different place, moved to, to another land. They were put in exile, amen, and became slaves to, to those who had captured, to the Babylonians who had captured them. And the reason they kept getting captured, the reason they kept doing, kept 
falling into this cycle was simply disobedience to the word of God, disobedience to the word. They would, you know, they would do good. They would, they would be on a trek where they were doing well, and then all of a sudden something happens. They were worshiping idols. They were getting into worldly things. They were doing things that they knew that they should not do. But yet and still, they were the people of God. How many of us in here can say, I do things that I know I'm not supposed to do, and I am a child of God? Okay? Amen? Put your hand up. Everybody. Everybody. Amen. Because there's this sin that we have in our lives that tries to, well, most definitely sometimes control us. Whether it's social media, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever it is, it's just, it just sits in you. It's that thorn in the flesh that Elder Karen talked about. That thing that so easily besets us. That thing that we really don't have control of. But if we just surrender to God, amen, God will help us manage it. Amen. God's spirit will help us to control it. And so as uh, Ezekiel is, is um, God causes a metaphorical, uh, this is a metaphorical story where God gives uh, Ezekiel this vision, this vision of restoration, this vision of, of, of dry bones coming back to life, this vision of a nation standing again, a church standing again, a family standing again, an individual standing again and walking in the promises of God. So Ezekiel's dramatic vision of the valley filled with dry bones, uh, it's not, it's not dated in, in scripture, but it was received after the exile and had been, uh, that the exile had been going on for long time. Uh, and for the people had lost all hope. They had lost all dreams. They had lost all visions. So let me just say this or ex- explain it in my way, in Pastor Kay's way. You know, how many of us have hopes, dreams, and visions that have just... I don't know what happened. It just didn't happen, you know? We have these, these, these things that, that we bring up every now and then and we think about, you know, I, I really wanted to start that business. I wanted, to, I wanted to do this. I wanted to accomplish that. But something in life happened where it just died. It just went away. It was just like, oh, well, I, that wasn't in the plans of God. I guess that was just me. No, that wasn't just you. That was the plan of God for your life. Those are the plans of God for your life. And God wants to revive those things this morning. Amen. He wants you to begin to dream again. He wants you to begin to just grab hold of the visions and the purposes that he has called you to do and be. But we have to defeat the enemy. Amen. We have to, let, let, we have to take our dry bone situations to the Lord and leave them there uh, you know, oftentimes fear will overtake us or money. I don't have the money. I don't know the resources. I don't know how I'll be able to accomplish this. But we serve a God, amen, that makes all things possible. And so in, in chapter, in Ezekiel 37, we're only going to do the first three verses. So 37, 1 through 2, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of dry bones. Point one, it says, When we get a proper perspective of the condition of our valley, it positions us to receive the impossible from God. Amen? When you 
get a proper review or you get a proper analysis of the condition of your valley, amen, you go home and I challenge you to just begin to really look at what brought you to this point, what caused this point, where did I lack, how did I get in this precarious situation. See, the condition in the valley was grave. Condition in the valley was dim. It was a desolate place. And we all know that a valley is a low place in and and of itself. And so here we have this low place and we have this valley of dry bones. We have people of God that have just, life has just sucked them dry. It's a whole nation of people that are cast out, that, are, that have died, their visions, their dreams, and everything has died. And Ezekiel is looking at this. And the valley, is, as I said, is a, a symbolic of low places in their lives, and it can come in the form of depression. It can be challenges or unresolved issues. The valley symbolizes those things we could not resolve. The chaos that we just grew used to, the chaos that we just learned to function in, the chaos that, that, that we, we can manage and hold on to. The point is, is that it just, we, just couldn't get, we just couldn't get through it. Um, it's arguments that were never resolved. It's those arguments that we're still having about something that happened three, four, or five years ago. It's the unresolved. It's the strong standing up and trying to win. So the valley really is, to me, my interpretation, it's the junk drawer of our lives. Amen? You know, I have been cleaning up. I have been uh, taking, trying to clean up pastor stuff, and I have been going through drawers, and I'm like, oh, my Lord, today. This is ridiculous. You know, when you clean up <laughs> besides somebody, we all got junk drawers. And there are just things in there, and I'm just going through and going through, and I'm like, just, you know, Katani, just take the entire drawer, dump it, take it to the Salvation Army. But no, not me. You know, I'm going through, what was this for? I wonder what this plug went to. What, you know, and it's just, just tons of junk. Um, and I'll clean out a drawer and then I'll sit down and then I'll think, no, I just, I can't get rid of that. Uh-uh. No, and I'll pull stuff out. You know, instead of letting it go, and that's how we are. We, we, we say, God, I surrender this. I'm going to take this away. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But yet and still... We will go back and pull it out of that box, amen? We will take it away from God. And God is saying, look, this, this valley of dry bones, I need to deal with it, okay? Let me deal with that. And so those things in our, in, in our junk drawer, are just, they're just compressed. I mean, there's so much in there that, you know, you can barely get the drawer out and you just keep asking yourself, oh, I paid good money for this. I'm not throwing that away. Or I invested a lot into this and I'm not giving that away. But we never really use it anymore. We really don't need it. We really don't need it. You know, and, and, and it, comes, it goes from a junk drawer to a skeleton, a closet, your closet, where the, all the skeletons are in your closet. You know, you just have just stuff. And God is saying that he wants to deal with our junk drawers. He wants to deal with our closets. He wants to deal with those, those things, those relationships that have gone bad. Amen. That phone number that is still in your phone that you know goodness well, you just need to go in, delete it. You know, but you're just going to hold on to it just in case. You know, I'm going to send a little Christmas greeting or I'm going to send a little, you know, smiley emoji and just see if there's a response. Because my flesh, 
longs to have that relationship back. It's those places, amen, where, where you have just financially wrecked yourself. It's, it's, it's those places of bankruptcy. It's those places of living paycheck to paycheck. It's those unhealthy family situations, marital situations, our unhealthy communities, unhealthy church, unhealthy lifestyles, unhealthy bodies. Those places of junk, that rest in our spirit, that reside in us. God did not create us to carry those things, but yet and still we carry them. We hold on to them. You know, when God is saying, lose weight, do this, get healthy. And you know, like me, I will start a diet, be dedicated, go to King Super, salad myself crazy, get all the vegetables, all the, you know, this, this, that, get the low, low fat dressing and about Three days later, I'm done. I'm done eating lettuce. I'm done eating spinach. I'm done eating kale. I'm just done with it. And that craving comes into my mouth like, I need a burger. You know, I, I, I just need, I need some french fries. I need, I need something. Knowing that that is not, not <laughs> first of all, is not helping. It's going to take me off track and it's going to put me back into the same cycle. Those are the things that we, 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 we keep saying we're going to do. I'm going to do it, God. I know. I can. And you look at the scale and you might have lost three or four pounds. I lost three or four pounds. Let me re reward myself. You know, God is saying there's no reward in that. You have to follow the process. So this morning we're going to learn how to follow the process. You see, the dry bones in the valley are symbolic of those impossible things to resolve, those possible things that we've tried and we've tried and retried, and it just, it just does not come to resolve. It just cycles back around. So the scene in the valley, the valley uh, Ezekiel was led to was full of death. It was a morbid, grisly landscape of bones that had been dead for a very long time. Verse 2 says that there was a vast number of bones on the floor of the valley and that they were very dry. And when I read that, I thought, you know, that reminds me so much of us as Christians. Like we carry our dry bones around and we tell each other, girl, I'm going through this and I'm going through that. Girl, let me tell you what I'm going through. And we sit up here and we exchange and we tell about our dry bones to each other. Instead of saying, let me tell you how to get through that situation. Let's let, instead of let's dispose of this, we compare. And so this valley was just a whole heap of bones, a whole nation of they just dropped dead. They had just, they had just passed out. And they were so dry that, that they were hollow in the inside, that they had dried out, that there was no sign of life, no sign of, of any type of life. They had just completely dried and the sun had baked them out. And I feel like, you know, this season that we're in is almost right there. Sometimes I wake up and think, oh my gosh, what more do, does God need to do to get our attention? What more does he need to do? Pandemic, monkeypox, inflation. I mean, the price of a house now. You've worked all this time. You've put up all the savings to get a house. And that mortgage interest rate just disqualifies you. It takes all of this stuff that we're walking through nation God is saying, I want to correct all of that. 
I want to restore all of that. And so um, as, these, as he is inspecting these bones, uh, the spirit of the Lord is not like, oh, look at the dry bones. No, he's like walking. He has uh, Ezekiel walking around, inspecting them. And I can imagine, you know, there, was, there were just so many that he had to watch his steps you know, as he was walking, as, as, as we walk and, and reflect on our past, all the things that we, have to, that we have to go back and revisit and walk through, it's a lot. And so a heap of dry bones all around them. So I'm wondering this morning, if, if you were to take an introspective look at your life, would you come across the things that were once full of life? Amen? Would you come across your visions and your dreams? That diploma on the wall that you're doing absolutely nothing with, that job that you're in and it's not satisfying anymore, that bank account that might be full of money, retirement, 401k, but it doesn't really matter because something inside you is unfulfilled. All the energy that you have put into becoming successful just seems as a dry bone because there's no life in your spirit. But God is saying that he is ready, amen, to restore us. Amen. See, to be in exile means that a person has been taken away. They become captive to a thing. Many of us are <laughs> captive to our jobs, amen? <laughs> Just go ahead and admit it. You know, I got to pay these bills. And so we're on the job, we're doing overtime, we're driving Uber, we're doing everything we can to make, to make sure that we can sustain. God didn't create us to do all of that, amen? God created us to live an abundant life, but the enemy has so imprisoned us that we are so much in a survival mode, amen? to keep moving, to keep going forward, to keep the roof over the head, to keep our kids clothed, to keep our bills paid, that it takes us away from the, the, the presence of God oftentimes because all we can think about and all we wake up thinking is, what do I need to do today to make it? How am I going to get through today? What overtime can I get? What can I do to keep myself afloat? And we live in, in this exile. We are living in an exiled life. We're living an exiled lifestyle. See, while in exile, there's just a sense of hopelessness and desperation. And we just feel like, I don't know how to get out of it. I've done all I can. I've taken the, the, jo the job. My kids got a job. The dog got a job. Everybody got a job. We all trying to make it in here. We're all trying to do these things, and it just feels so hopeless. No matter how hard you try, the enemy is just like that, that revolving door. It's like, oh, you know, you get, you, get to the, you get to a place where, okay, we can breathe, and it opens, and the car goes out, or something is happening. See, when we're in exile, we feel um, dry bones. There's just no life in that. And we're continually running, 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 doing everything we can to sustain ourselves. And yet we forget about God. You know, we say, oh, God, I need your help. Instead of sitting and allowing God to walk us through the dry bones, we're constantly on the go trying to sustain. And God is saying this morning, I need you to walk with me. 
Walk with me through this situation. Walk with me through this dry bone. So God is walking me through the dry bones of my life, amen, through those places of unanswered questions, failures, all of that God is walking me through. As I was reading this passage of Scripture, I just said, God, just walk me through and help me understand. You see, a, a, a person can be in exile and be a member of a church, amen? <laughs> A person can be in exile and be a Christian. A person can be in, in exile and, and, and have a good family, have a beautiful home, have everything they want. A person can be married and be in exile. Amen? A person can be in relationship with God, but you exile. A person can be in a loving community and still be in exile. See, we can fake the funk real good. We come in here this morning arms lifted, hands raised, singing, worship, filling the presence of the Lord, and then we will leave this place and go back to our, ex, our, go back into exile. Amen? God is saying that he wants to change those things this morning. See, when, whenever we find ourselves in bondage, we cannot exercise freedom to do what God has created us to do. We are essentially in exile and need to be delivered. The end result of an exilic situation is it will cause our bones to dry up and we will find ourselves in a valley filled with dry bones. I can personally attest to this, amen, that we can get so busy in life and so busy achieving things that we forget about the very presence of God, amen. I mean, for me personally, I love God. Amen. I mean, I truly love God. I truly know that I am saved. But there are these moments in life that I've come to realize is that, you know, I'm a worshiper. I get up and I study the word in the morning. I, I pray. I do this. I do that. And God told me, he says, I'm not worried about your worship I'm not worried about your praise. I'm not worried about your commitment to studying the word. I'm not worried about your prayer life. What I'm after is your surrender. Amen? That's what God is after. And I really understand that that is the missing link. That I have given God, I mean, I'm like, you know, how much more can I pray, Lord? How much can I fast? How, you know, we do all of these things. We do all of these Christian things, thinking that that is going to open up the windows of heaven. And God is like, your heart is not surrendered. C.C. Winings has a, a song that's called, He's Not on His Knees Yet. Amen. God is trying to get the strong man on his knees. God is getting, trying to get us to surrender to his will. It doesn't matter. And I don't mean to just say like, oh, you don't have to pray. You don't have to worship. You don't have to do that. But the, 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 the foundation of our, of our Christian walk is our surrender to God. Galatians 5 and, 20, 5 and 20 says, it is not I who lives, amen? It is, it is Christ who lives within me that we have got to allow the Spirit of God to raise up, to set the standard of all that we do, all, the, all of our surrender. When you read through the passages of Scripture, you see where Jesus is saying, I don't do nothing that the Father doesn't tell me to do. You see men and women of God that went through a, a really 
exile period in their lives. And when they, when they finished reviewing their valley, after they had walked through their valley, they sold out to God. You have Abraham, you have Moses, you have Jacob, the trickster, you have uh, Joseph, the bragger, you have all of these men and women of God that have walked through some really hard times. And when they finally got it, amen, they were able to step into purpose. And God wants us to step into our purposes today. See, the beautiful thing in this passage in verse 3, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me into, and he brought me out of the spirit, excuse me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. God will invite you, amen? God will take you. It was not Ezekiel who went to the Valley of Bones. It was an invitation from God to go and review what was going on and what God wanted to do. See, God will walk with you through the valley. God was in the valley. God was with Ezekiel in the valley. Ezekiel goes into this valley, this low place. And Ezekiel's name means God strengthens. So here you have this prophet Ezekiel representing that God will strengthen in this deep, dark place in the valley, examining these bones that are all dried up and seeing this exile situation, seeing a hopeless situation. So it doesn't matter what you're going through, how unhealthy the situation is when God calls you, amen, and tells you that I will be with you. I will be with you always. That God will walk through those valleys through you, walk through those dry places with you. God wants to fix those unhealthy situations in our lives. Amen? God wants to say, God wants to take us to the place of, and reposition us to the place that we're supposed to be. We have to not be afraid of the repositioning of God. Amen. I am in a repositioning moment right now. I'm in a place where yesterday is gone. Things as I knew have changed and God is wanting to reposition me, wanting to reposition you, wanting to reposition the church, our family, our life. But we have to walk with him in it. Amen. We can't control we can't control this. We can't control everything. So our response, our response and surrender to God in the valley is positions us to be restored from the impossible. Amen? Our position in the valley, when we get into that valley, it's the position that we take. It's the attitude that we take. We're not trying to figure it out any longer. It is us allowing God to walk us through the, that situation. So in, verse, in uh, verse 2, it says, And he led me around among them, and behold, there were many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Hallelujah. I think this was the turning point in the passage for me uh, as I was reading. It was... It became very apparent. The Lord just kept saying, read that again. Read that again. So here we have the spirit of the Lord with the prophet Ezekiel walking and inspecting these dry places in our lives. God wants to do the same for us. 
And he asked the question, Ezekiel, can these bones live again? God is asking you, can these bones live again? Can your dreams be restored? Can everything that you've worked so hard for be restored? Amen? Can all your hopes be restored? Because we've counted them for dead. We've thrown them in our junk drawers. We've thrown them in the closet. We don't even want to think about them because when we think about them, it upsets us <laughs> and it triggers us to let me go get high, let me drink, let me eat, let me do something to soothe that pain. And God is like, I, I'm the soother, amen? I want to be the one that soothes your soul. I want to be the one that holds you and rocks you and helps you to understand that all things are possible through me. And so Ezekiel did not stand there and say, well, Lord, let me see. Now, I didn't took out a second loan. I didn't got a payday loan. Um, maybe I can borrow some money or maybe I'll get a second job or, or maybe, you know, God, I'm just going to be, tr I'm going to try to be nice to this man. Lord, help my tongue. You know, he irritates the living daylights out of me. But God, I'm, 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 I'm just going to, I'm going to surrender, Lord. I'm going to do, 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 do right by you, God. I'm going to do right by him. You know, Lord, I'm going to go to King Super. I'm going you know, I'm I'm to get these veggies. I'm going I'm to get the lean meat. I'm going to do everything I can. He didn't say none of that. Ezekiel just stood there, mouth dropped like, what is going on? And he had the sense enough to say, <laughs> God... <laughs> Only you know. Only you know. He said, he said, and I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. There are some situations, some circumstances that you will never, ever, never, ever, ever figure out. It's just, it's not going to happen. In your own natural humanness, it's not going to happen. And we need to stop trying to figure out and, do, and, and allow God to do it. Allow God to be the vehicle. Allow God to be, to be that one. We need to learn to surrender to the Father this morning. Amen? See, the dry, the dry bones are just symbolic of those things we can't resolve. And the valley was so full of death, as many of our lives are. It was morbid. It was grisly. It was just, it was disgusting. And sometimes, you know, we can just look at our lives and say, you know what, I disgust my own self. I'm so sick of myself. I'm so sick of going through the situations that I keep going through. And it's all because we have not, uh, that we still allow the strong man to lead us. But God said, be, God being in the valley with us, God being with us in the valley is all we need to receive the impossible from him. Amen. If God is invited into your valley, if God is invited into your dry places, that's the only thing you need. Just shut up, amen, and go through the process. Allow God to walk you step by step, daily getting up and dying to your flesh, daily giving him all that he needs. You know, everything you need to reach your, your destiny. God has, has already equipped you with 
that you need. But there has to be a death. Amen. There has to be a surrender. There has to be a Lord. I give up for real, for real. I'm not playing no more. I've been around this mulberry bush one time to me. I'm actually dizzy from the many trips that I've taken around this thing. God, why is this? Why does this situation keep popping up? I want you to just look at what Ezekiel says. Ezekiel's response was, well, Lord, I tried this, or I tried that, I've done this, I've done that, I'm praying, I'm going to Bible study, I'm tithing, I'm giving my offering, I'm studying, I'm, I'm volunteering at the church. <laughs> he said, only you know, Lord. Only you know, Lord. So it shows, you know, the, the beauty of this is that he, he surrendered to the Almighty God, amen? He surrendered his will. He surrendered his way. He surrendered everything. He could have tried to speak prophetically over the situation and tried to impress God. God's like, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. He just said, Lord, only you know. This morning, I want you to know that only God knows. He knows your situation, amen, and he knows your future situation. And this morning, he's telling us to, uh, to address that he wants to address our dry bone situation. See, as, as, as you read through that passage of scripture, you see um, Israel, the first, first personal pronoun, Israel saying that he took me, that it was me, uh, first, personal, first person singular, that God was taking me into these places. God wants to take you into these places. God will show us our predicaments. God will reveal to us all that we need to do. He'll reveal our dry bone situation, but we have to walk it with him. Amen. It's, it's, it's one-on-one. It's you and God, not you and your spouse, not you and your friend, you and your boo. God's like, no, it's me and it's you. There were two people in that, that, that walked into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord and Ezekiel, amen. And Ezekiel took the proper position. See, the problem is never God showing us where we are, but it's more times and often that we um, are in denial, that we just keep thinking, you know, Okay, I've hit a rough spot. I'll bounce back. I, I got that bounce back spirit. You know, I, I myself up. I can do this. God's saying, you know what? <laughs> Ezekiel was like, I can't even, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this situation. Only you know God. Just say that. Only you know God. Only knew your God. See, your response and obedience and surrender, it qualifies and releases you from your past. So once you've gotten that, ooh, praise God, once you understand that your obedience, your surrender qualifies you, amen? Ezekiel was just there, had been taken there by the Spirit, but Ezekiel had no idea how God was going to use him, amen, to bring life back to these dry bones. It wasn't the Spirit of God it was the Spirit of God who spoke through him, but it was he had surrendered and was now usable for God. I want to be usable for God, amen? You know, and, and the way you become usable is by your surrender to God. God says to you, I want you to speak life. Quit asking me to do that. I'm not magic genie. I am your God and I've equipped you. My spirit lives within you. I don't have to do, I don't want to do what I've 
created you to do for yourself. I want you to speak over your life. I want you to address the situation. I know it hurts. I know there's going to be some, some pain in it. Get a box of Kleenex. Get on the phone or go meet the person. Whatever you need to do, I will be with you. And so here we have Ezekiel who throws up his hands in total surrender to God. And God said, amen, amen, amen. And that's what he wants to pronounce over you. Amen. You've gotten to the place where you understand that it's about the surrenderance of the heart. And as he surrendered to that, God was able to use him. God was able to speak through him. And Ezekiel began to prophesy over the dry bones. And as we go further into this, to this text, we will see the miracle that was performed and the, the, the restoration of a nation. I truly want us this morning to be restored. Amen? I mean, just not like restored, but I'm talking like seriously restored, restored. Living in, in the places, doing the things that God has called us to do and be. I know that we've been hit by many situations, lots of things going on in our lives. But if we will individually get into the presence of God and surrender, amen, God will use us. God will use us. God is ready to do um, some miraculous things here in this church, amen, some miraculous things. Here in our lives, God is ready to perform the miraculous over us. But it is our, our response to God, our surrender to God. So God is ready to rejuvenate, amen? He's ready to bring back life. And we have to be in a posture of surrender in order to receive it, amen? Amen, amen. Praise God this morning. Amen. Amen. I just thank God for the word this morning. You know, as we get ready to take up communion, the greatest surrender in scripture was Jesus himself. Amen. See, we act like Jesus was just, you know, he was God. He, he was able to do all these things, but he was a man. He had a flesh man within himself and he had he understood what he needed to do, amen, to walk out the mission, the vision of what God had sent him to do. And that was to restore a nation, to restore Israel, to restore us back to him, back into our rightful positions. So as we get ready to take communion this morning, amen, as we get ready to break bread, let us just reflect on what Jesus did, amen the surrender of his life so that we could have eternal life, so that we could become like him. Hallelujah. Just before he went to Calvary, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane praying to the Father, asking the Lord, Lord, if you can let this cup pass, if there's any other way, we can do this. <laughs> if there's any other way we can fix this situation. But then he looked at us and he looked at the future and he saw our dry bones and he said, nevertheless, I surrender, not my will, but thy will be done. 
this morning, we want uh, the will of the Lord to be done in our lives. Amen.